Life detours. If you weren't here the last two weeks, we've got these funny signs up on the stage. Elizabeth is all over me to get these off the stage because it's time to decorate for Christmas. And I want my signs on the stage. Life detours. We started this a couple weeks ago before Peter and Phoebe came. And man, what a great word Peter and Phoebe Sozy brought last week. I just ask that that would just continue to to stir in us. This tomorrow is a way to get out into our community and proclaim that we love Jesus. Not by handing out tracts, not by inviting him to church, but by serving our community. Amen? But you can invite people to church. That's right. You know, we're born dreamers. We all have heroes. And we talked about this. People that we look up to. People we want to be like. I want you to stop for just a minute and think for just a second again and just say, what have you ever dreamed about? What have you ever dreamed for? What have you ever been hoping for? Because you were born a dreamer. You know, I think that age is not a good uh, a good description of of uh, how can I put this? Um, I think that when you stop dreaming is when you get old, not when you get old in age. I think when you start, stop having that, that dream, that push, that desire to go, it doesn't have anything to do with wrinkles. But it's got a lot about doing, having to do with losing the dream. How many of you have had a goal, had a vision, had a dream? Something deep down in our hearts that we were trying so hard to grab hold of, but it seemed to slip out of our fingers. Well, that's what we've been talking about for the last two weeks is life detours. These things that get in our way, these things that happen to us that want to take us on these little side trips of our life. Sometimes we never get back on the main road to our dream. Sometimes we do. Sometimes our detours are of God. They are sovereign detours. Sometimes they're just our slip up. You had both of those. I've had both of those. I've had where I felt like God was changing my direction i've had times when i just decided to change directions and i wished i hadn't can anybody relate have you ever driven up on a detour so many of you may have traveled this weekend and you may have driven up we actually drove up on one last night for some reason there were all these power lines down on maple last night and had to turn around and go a different direction well thank the lord we didn't have anything to do we could just turn around and leisurely go back but i even in that simple process i had to stop and rethink where am i going how do i get out of here and how do i get us back home it is in my hometown it's where i've been born and raised i didn't have any trouble figuring it out but you know there was a lot of people from out of town in our town last night and they drive up on that they could completely get lost and all of a sudden here we go what do we do do you remember how you felt when you drive up on one of these on vacation how you feel frustrated You start wondering, am I going to make my appointment? Am I going to stay on time? I'm a very big time person. And I can tell you just about to the minute when we're going to arrive on a 500 mile trip. Uh, It's it's bad. (laughs) Ask my ask my family. We got in the car to go eat last night. And I actually said, I think we're we hit every green light, which was a miracle. And I said, it takes the favor of God for us to be on time. Every light to turn green. The planets to align, and we were for once on time. Four kids and a wife, and let me tell you, I never cause us to be late, never, you know. But, you know, what what do you think when you see this? What do you think? Oh, no, what are we going to do? But what are some of the reasons why people do not realize 
their dreams. Why don't we realize our dreams? We looked at this two weeks ago. Number one is unrealistic expectations. Sometimes the bar is just set too high, either by our family or by our friends or by ourselves. But then also by uncooperative circumstances. Do things sometimes just happen? They just happen. John 16, 33. John 16, 33. And I've gotten ahead of myself. We'll leave that up. It says, in this world, you will have trouble, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. What does that mean? That means you are going to run up on a roadblock. You are going to come up on a pothole in your road. Or maybe a diversion. Maybe a different route. But be of good cheer. For I have overcome the world. If that's all you grab hold of, you can make it. You can make it. Are you here this morning? Are you here? All right. Number three. Why don't we realize our dreams? Because of unresolved conflicts. And two main areas of unresolved conflicts. Number one is with others. What happens with others? And this is so funny how God's timing works. Because we've just come off of Thanksgiving. <laughs> Glory. Families come into town. Some, some of you are rejoicing that Thanksgiving's over. <laughs> Hallelujah. They're back on the road today. But what happens when we have conflicts with other people? It keeps us from our dreams. And Jesus dealt with this so strongly, so powerfully in Matthew. In Matthew 5, 23, when he was speaking, it says in Matthew 5, 23, it says, if therefore you are presenting your offering at the altar. <clears throat> and there, remember that your brother has something against you. Leave your offering before the altar and go your way to be reconciled to your brother. And then. Come and present your offering. Do you find it that it is more important than the church service? Than your time to come in and worship together? God says before you give anything. Get it right. Why? Because everything is going to be messed up. Do you see this? If you're coming. To the altar to present your offering. Remember that your brother has something against you. Leave the offering. And go to your brother to be reconciled. Then come. Then come. Can y'all grab hold of this? How important it is our relationships are. They're so important. Jesus was saying so, so powerful. That if we have conflicts with other people. We need to fix them. And when our relationships are not what they should be, we're never going to reach our dream. We're never going to reach the vision that God designed for us. They have conflicts because they don't realize that the number one barrier to success in life is our relationship to other people. Did you catch that? Our relationship to other people. Do you know that it says that if you won't forgive, he won't forgive? Do you know that it says that if you won't forgive, he won't hear your prayers? Can you see how important it is our relationships to one another? You know, when, when Jesus was asked what was the most important commandment, what was one, one that he said? Love each other. Get along with each other. It's key. Our relationship in the church, our relationship in the community, 
our ability to forgive, because let me tell you, if you're not saved, your ability to forgive is almost zero. So God calls us to forgive. Why? So that he will so that we will he will hear our prayers. So that he'll forgive us. So that we don't have to live with pain and suffering of what somebody else has done to us. Can you imagine living a life of pain and suffering because of what someone else has done? I do enough things to myself to hurt over. Than to have to live through what somebody else has done. You're not going to ruin my life. Whoever has wronged me, you're not going to ruin my day. You're not going to ruin my marriage. You're not going to ruin my home. You're not going to ruin my church. You're not going to ruin my job. Why? Because God's given me a way out. And it's not based on the other person acting right. It's based on my relationship to him. And he's perfect. And he will fulfill me where even if I hold this grudge against this person for the rest of my life, I will never be fulfilled. It's big. We can never get away from forgiveness. I want to encourage you today. If you've got a really bad situation with a friend, with a family member, with a sibling, with a parent. I would first encourage you, forgive them yourself. Between you and God. And if you need to go approach them, then go approach them. But not to confront and tell them how bad they were to forgive them. Forgiveness is not an emotion. It's a decision. And do it without a hook in it. And let me tell you, it's hard. It's hard. But do you know that you're the beneficiary? You. If you don't, you're the one that pays the consequences. Not the person you're holding unforgiveness against. So can you see one of these big detours that come to us in our road? Is unforgiveness. You know, if we could see that flashing light, we might go deal with it. But the problem is it doesn't come that clearly. It doesn't say, "Uh oh, you got unforgiveness. We're going to go this route. Nope, you wind up going off track and you don't know why. Well, I'm telling you today, dig down deep because the Lord's saying unforgiveness. His word says unforgiveness. All right, I'll move on for that. one. Next. With others, but also with ourselves. Most of the time, we are our own worst enemies. First of all, in pursuing the goals and the dreams that God has given us, I believe that we need to operate under what what's called the peace principle. That's a principle, of course, that Paul gives us in Colossians chapter three. It says, let the peace of God rule in your heart. Another way to look at this is let the peace of God officiate or be the official or be the referee of your heart. The umpire. We should let the peace of God be the umpire or what? The decision maker in our own hearts. As Christians, we should never pursue goals and dreams that keep disturbing us inwardly. Have you ever had a decision that you wanted to go on, but you could never get peace about it? That's a red flag. 
That's the Lord trying to protect you. If you've asked Jesus to come into your heart, if you've asked for the baptism in the Holy Spirit and your spirit won't agree with something that you're wanting to go, go do. Listen. Listen, the spirit of God will talk to you, will speak to you. How do we know we're the sons of God? We're led by the spirit of God. He says that he will lead us and guide us into all truth. Let the peace of God rule in your heart. In Romans chapter 7, he talks about the inner war that we have within us. Romans seven fifteen says, for what I am doing, I do not understand. And what I will do, that I do not practice. But what I hate, that's what I do. Can anybody relate? I don't know why I'm doing what I'm doing. And what I shouldn't be doing, that's what I do. This is the Apostle Paul. I can relate. Paul was talking about a tremendous battle going on in his life. But what are some of these? I'm a really metal today. I mean, it's going to be just stepping on toes. I, I don't see this coming until the spirit of God starts speaking to us and to me. But we've already looked at forgiveness, which never preaches well. Because it hurts so bad. Number one, you've got to think about the things that people have done to you. And then you've got to think about. They've hurt me, but I have to humble myself and forgive. Do you see what you battle? You battle flesh. Your flesh is trying so hard to hang on. You're battling demonic activity that does not want you to have breakthrough. I want you to know that if forgiveness will permeate, if there will be a spirit of forgiveness in this church... We will have breakthrough like no one has ever seen before. You know what comes with forgiveness? Humbleness. And God says, if you'll humble yourself, I'll exalt you. For some reason, this pathway that God takes us is hard. But what a reward. And we're the ones that get to live with peace. Real peace. Well, let's just go with one of these. The inner intruders, the inner intruders that keep us from our dreams. And this one's a hard one. Number one, procrastination. Procrastination. I just hate that word. Something about that word just doesn't look good, does it? What does procrastination mean? Putting it off, not doing what you're supposed to do. You know, there's seven deadly sins. Do y'all know what those are? Wrath, greed, sloth, which is procrastination, pride, lust, envy, and gluttony. You want to know the things God hates? Does anybody care what God likes and what he doesn't like? Because those are, those are key. <laughs> These are the seven things that he hates. Wrath, greed, sloth, pride, lust, envy, gluttony. Procrastination hurts us because opportunities... Don't stand still. They're kind of like the tide. They come in and they go back. James says in, in James 14, James 4, 14, what is your life? It's kind of like a vapor. It appears for a moment and then it vanishes away. 
a sloth and sloth or procrastination keeps us from reaching out and being all that we can be for the glory of God. And one of the most profound statements that Jesus said about his work in his ministry, our Lord, who accomplished so much, so much in a three year period in John chapter nine says, I must do the work of him who sent me while it is day for night is coming when no man can work. This is Jesus. And Jesus is having to say, I have to get this done. If I don't, if I wait until night, it won't get done. Isn't that good? Jesus, who constantly knew his purpose on earth, allowed nothing to keep him from it. No wonder he said, oh, Lord, teach us to number our days. I love that. I'm a numbers person. Jesus. Anyway, okay. We have to constantly battle procrastination and sloth because we have no idea how our days are numbered. There's no time like today to do what God has for us. There's no time like right now to pour yourself into someone else. You need to constantly. If you need to compliment somebody and build up their life, don't wait for tomorrow. Do it now. If you need to help somebody, do it now. Procrastination or sloth keeps us from being all that we can be. So often we operate under, under the law of assumption. Will there be another day, another week, another month? Nope, if God is calling you, if you have a responsibility, do it now. I watch people delay sometimes on the things that God's called them to do, the most important things that they ought to do, and they say, well, you know, okay, next week, next month. I'm busy right now. It just doesn't fit my schedule. If you've got a dream, you've got to go for it. You know, I, I did not intend for these two, two to go together. But let's put them together. Let's don't procrastinate moving on from a hurt that somebody's hurt you. Don't let that go another day. And you know what? The great thing is you can do it just between you and God. Not every hurt that you have between you and someone else has to be confronted. Some do. If you have a, a relationship that you're with this person all the time and you cannot move on, but you have to, that's one that you would have to. But if you never see this person ever and you can genuinely have peace, if 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 the peace of God comes on you and you forgive him between you and him, move on. If you need an opportunity to do that later down the road, the Lord will give it to you. How many knows the Lord will provide you the way out? But there have been so many times I've had to forgive people that I never had to talk to them about it. I just needed to move on. Don't procrastinate. Don't wait for tonight what needs to be done today. Do it today. You have a perfect opportunity as, as, uh, as we sing here in just a minute. John, won't you come on up? Do it now. Don't wait until this afternoon. Do it now. Come clean before the Lord. Who may ascend upon the holy hill of the Lord? Those with a clean hands and pure heart. You can't purify your heart. Only Jesus can do that.
But we can come clean by applying the word of God to our life. And one way to do that is through forgiveness. Would you do that today? Will y'all pray with me? Father, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you for today. Lord, I thank you. I thank you that probably a lot of this is very fresh because of the season that we're in. Lord, you've probably identified a lot of hurt. And Lord, I don't like to live with hurt. And Lord, you do not call us to live a life full of hurt. Yes, we will have troubles. But Jesus, you have overcome the world. Father, in the name of Jesus, help us to forgive. Help us to forgive. Help us to learn to just say it. I forgive you. Help us to learn to ask you, Lord, Father, I can't forgive this person on my own. Help me to forgive this person. Help me to forgive. Lord, I thank you for your power and your presence. Lord, it is time that we access the power and the presence of God. Thank you, Jesus. If y'all would stand with me. I just want to open up the altar for those that are ministering. Come on down. If you need help forgiving somebody, we want to pray with you this morning. You don't have to tell us everything that's going on, but we will pray with you and stand with you. Maybe you have a health need. Maybe you have had a bad report this week. Maybe you're having job troubles. Maybe you're having family troubles. Just come down. Let us pray with you this morning and stand together. In Jesus' name, amen.